Hello, and welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I'm your host, Joe Meyer. Thank you for being here with me once again as I kick off another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. Um, I feel like it's been a couple years already. I forget how many episodes, but I think I've gotten up to like 78 episodes so far over the course of years. So, um, thank goodness (laughs) I kept this going because it is important for me, um, as a way to, you know, take this time to, for those who listen, who want to listen, hear me out, right? Um, but like I've said before, um, this recording of history that I put in these podcasts are, are also meant for my daughter and my wife and family as a record of me being here, right? Because frankly, and I never know when we're not going to be here, right? Um, and I say that because, you know, God says that our time here is not given, right? We can go at any time. He could take us up any time. Not only through a rapture, which one day will come. Who knows when that will be, but maybe it's soon. It could be um, natural causes, meaning something happens where I, I just don't wake up tomorrow. Or I'm in a car accident and I pass away, right? Um, or something else happens, right? <clears throat> or sadly, if I decide one day that I, I just don't want to live this life anymore and and take that into my own hands, right? Who knows? The 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 point is that I want this to be a record to know that I I had thoughts, I had feelings. I had a mind, um, and I want her to know who I was, and people as well. Because oftentimes, in this time in our life, we don't talk to people. We don't communicate. We don't tell people our deepest fears, our concerns, our worries, our our dreams, right? Um, You know, and that's important. It really is. So let me kick off. I know I just started, but let me kick off our our, our theme music. And uh, I think you'll like this one. It's by Jeremy Camp. It is a Christian song, but I think it has a lot of meaning for many of us if we listen to the words. And it's called Getting Started. Are you running around in circles with no place to go? Is there a person in the mirror you don't even know? Someone still sees who you are, yeah. Were you the kid who was a dreamer, now you don't believe? Are you the lock that got so broken, now you lost the key? Someone still loves who you are, yeah. Song for all the broken hearted 
If you only knew the treasure that you really are If you could understand the measure of the Father's heart He loves you, He loves you, He loves you Fall in His arms and let Him wash you clean He'll tear off the chains so that you can be free New life begins and the old is redeemed Oh wow what a great song. See, I, um, it's hard not listening to that song and not crying, feeling emotional. Because those words speak to me so much. Feeling worthless. Feeling like I don't matter. Feeling like I struggled for so long. Feeling like sometimes it doesn't get easier. It's hard. It really is hard. But God loves us. God loves us. He is with us. Every day. And I know for many of you out there, you may not believe, you may not know the Lord. But I encourage you to get to know Him. To depend on Him. Because it's going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference. And I know sometimes... It's like, well, what's God going to do for me, huh? What's he going to give me? You know? Um, things like that. Right? And certainly, you know, I, I know in this life, there are things that we need and want. You know? And, and it's nice to, to be okay. It's nice to have a job and to have money and to have food on your stomach and the roof over your head and clothes on your back. Those are all things that we want and need, of course. And God can provide them. You know, He can. But oftentimes people hear about God, hear about Jesus, right? And what He, he does and who He is. And, and people are like, oh, I'll get to that later. Oh, you know what, I'll... I'll, I'll, I think I'll think about it. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe I'll listen to a message on the weekend and, and see what I think and, 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 you know, but, but you know what? I, I like my life. I like the way it is. I like living this way, right? Now I'm not here to put down people. I'm not here to crucify you over your lifestyle. I mean, there's so many people doing that today, isn't there? Unfortunately, there's pastors that do it. And I don't agree with those pastors. I, I know that we as Christians, as a, as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, as a believer, he, he, I don't believe Jesus wants us to put people down. Does he want us to open our, the eyes of others? Of course. Does he want us people to see who he is and the love he has for you and I, regardless of your lifestyle, 
I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, as a Christian, do I agree with certain lifestyles? No, of course not. Am I going to put you down? Am I going to make you feel out like you're worthless, like you're nothing, that you're garbage? No, that's not my place. I have my own, I guess you could say, cross to bear, right? My own faults, my own sins, right, that I have to deal with every day, right? My own failures, right? You know? We all do, right? You know, there's so much going on in this world, in our own country, that people need to wake up, right? And if people don't wake up, it may be too late. Truly. Truly, it may be too late, right? You know, we're going into Easter soon. The epitome of, of, of someone sacrificing his life for us, right? He died for us. He, he died an excruciating, painful death for us on a cross. Which in biblical times, that was actually the, 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 the lowest form of execution, right? Being put on a cross while everybody looked at you in your dying moments. Right, while people laughed and spit at you and threw things at you and treated you like garbage. Yeah, you know, I I know people today like to say, well, no, we would would never do that to Jesus if it was today. We do it every day, folks. We do it every day. Even though he's not physically here, we do it to Christ every day. We spit at him. We use his name in vain. We curse at him. We put him down. We, we we show hate. We, we, we don't act like true Christians, right? What's infuriating about today, especially during the you know election season, as you call it, people who claim to, to know Jesus, people who claim to love Jesus, who are going who would die for Jesus, right? No, they wouldn't die for him. Most people wouldn't die for him, right? You know, but one day people are going to have to die for him if they want to go to heaven. When the rapture comes and there's people that are left behind, what about those people? God has so much grace. He, you know, even during that time, he gives you one more shot where the devil himself is going to um, put the mark of the beast on you. And if you deny the mark of the beast, and you proclaim to love Jesus, then you'll go to heaven. Of course, they'll chop your head off right there and then probably because you're you're not going to take the mark of the beast. You know, but if you take the mark of the beast, you're done. You made your choice. And I know some would say, well, what kind of what what kind of loving God is that? You know, what? Well, so you really think you should take the mark of the beast? And still be allowed into heaven when you made your choice to choose Satan over him? When God gave you a chance? God gives us so many chances to know him today. With the internet. With 
social media, with all these different medias to know him, that literally the gospel is spread throughout the world. Now I know there's certain countries that deny him that, deny the gospel, but God finds ways, you know, um, I'm often thinking about, and I have to look it up here, um, where during the rapture, after the rapture, um, if an angel is going to fly and proclaim, you know, and I've read somewhere, and I may be wrong, that there are people out there, obviously, who don't hear the gospel because they're not in a place where they can get the gospel. You know, there's people who live in the in the forest, right? In the jungles, right? There's, uh, you know, and I think of like the Aborigines, right? Who, you know, or, or, or the indigenous people, some of them, and I'm not talking about Native Americans. I'm talking about indigenous a lot of native americans are actually i believe to be christians right because the gospel can get there right uh, but there's places that the that you know it's a foreign language but god speaks all languages right you know he truly does right but you know in this election season we have what's called christian nationalists who 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 proclaim the name of the gospel Pastors who proclaim the name of the gospel, who say, you know what, who, who, who want to turn the United States into a form of a theology, theological, um, you know, government. And, and some would say, well, what's wrong with that? As a Christian, don't you want, you know, government to, you know, follow your belief systems and what you believe in? Yes and no. And I'll explain what I mean by that. Do I want people's free choice taken away? No. And that, that's really what happens in, in Christian nationalism is that um, people's choice are taken away because government government is becomes the way where everyone has to follow. You know, it's kind of like um, Sharia law, right? In Muslim countries, right? Sharia law is the law there. You know, they don't have a choice. You know, is that what we're going towards? We're going towards a form of, I know, not Sharia law, but are we going towards Christian nationalism where, where people's choices and, and how they live their lives are all are going to be based on Christian principles where people are forced? You know, God never wanted us to be forced. We were allowed to have free will. Now, some people would say, well, yeah, um, I mean, those people are still free to live their lives. They could, you know, practice homosexuality and, and all these different things. Let them, you know, no one's going to stop them if we're a, a, a Christian nationalist country. Oh, oh. but we, we certainly will take away their rights, not allow them to, to be free in a sense, limit their abilities to live a, a, a life here. Right, 
you know, and that's what I see today, right? Again, I, I, I'm not here to judge people on their lifestyle. We live in a world of sin, folks, a world of sin. And I always tell my wife that, that the things that we see today are nothing new to God. He saw them. Heck, it was written about, it's written about in the Bible, you know, you know, it's written about in the Bible, especially in Genesis. I forget what, you know, I think it's Genesis 28 or something. Um, you know, one of it's in there somewhere. And, um, you know, where I have to read it, there, there's places in there and where, you know, you know, with angels and, and homosexuality and and I'm sure there's transgenderism in there because all those things that we see today are, are nothing new they're not God's seen them he's seen them in biblical times you know he's he sees them today it's nothing new it's because we are we live in us we're sinful you know we're sinful and people are gonna do sinful things you know you know, the, the Bible's as true today as it was yesterday, and it's going to continue to be true, right? But we, we are living in a world that's um, continuously going downhill, right? Our country is going downhill. You know, as people deify uh, leaders, celebrities, People make them out to be some type of gods. How do you think God feels? Where, you know, it, we're all back in, in, in worshiping, worshiping the golden calf, like in biblical times, right? That's what people are doing today, you know? You know? It just shows, I'm sorry to say, it shows how stupid we are as society. That we, we fall hook, line, and sinker for stupidity. For following stupidity. You know, we are supposed to be, um, you know, the, the, the greatest um, country in the world. The one who, you know, but we're not. We're, we're going downhill. And I always, I said this again. We're, we're Rome, folks. We're, Rome was the, uh, the most powerful country in the world. But that country imploded and because of sin, because of greed, a lot of, probably a lot of what we do today, right? It's a picture of what will happen to the United States one day, right? You know, it's a picture. And, and, and God has shown us the history. He has spoken about it, right? But we choose not to listen. We choose to ignore. You know? So when are we going to learn our lesson? What's it? What needs to happen to us, right? Seriously. I mean, do do we as a country 
have to, you know, how are we going to learn? How, you know, what's it going to take for us to learn? Right? Sadly, you know, it's going to take some, um, some event, you know, in this country, right? To, to trigger. Us to, to bend on our knees and pray. But there are going to be many who, who choose not to pray. They're going to continue going on their sinful ways. Right? I, I kind of see where, you know, history tends to repeat itself, not only that way, but also in things that people have written about. You know, not only the Bible, of course. You know, I, I, I don't know why I think of 1984, the, the book by Orwell, right? And how we as a country are moving towards that kind of future where, you know, more control. We will not be allowed to say what we want. We will not be allowed to have freedoms. Big Brother watching us, and I'm sure they're watching us now, right? Big Brother where we have devices everywhere. We, you know, if you have a cable box or you have a phone or you have, or you have, a, a, you know, Siri or, or you have Alexa or whatever you have, those devices have the ability to listen to conversations, to record them. You know, uh, you for many, we're we're just waiting for them to speak back for us, right? And in a way, they do, because you say. You know, use Siri's name and, you know, she starts talking or it starts talking to you, right? But one day it's going to be where, yeah, an actual human is going to talk back to you, right? Just like in 1984, right? So those days are coming and many people don't want to believe, right? Dystopian, as they call it. We're going towards a more of dystopian society, right? Where our freedoms are taken away, you know? And, and not, not to get political here, but yeah, do I believe that if the next president has dictatorship tendencies that he's not going to take them on and test the system to see if they work? Because they will. Because... I like to think that we live in a strong country where people can stand up to the president and say, no, we're not going to do that because it's not legal or it's not right. Or are people going to say, no, well, I have to listen to the president, El Presidente, right? He's our, he's our leader. I, I can't deny him. I must do what he says, you know? And that's where we're at today, right? You know? I encourage you guys to read 1984 and some of you who've read it 
may say, well, no, no, that, that, that doesn't, that's not relevant to today, right? What about Fahrenheit 451, where, you know, banned books, burning of books? You know, have we gotten there yet? I, oh, yeah, we're there. Where, you know, you can't even have certain books anymore. And, and some of you may may try to say, well, no, we, we just we just don't want certain books in 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 uh, in college in uh, classrooms, right? That are not appropriate for certain age groups and certain materials, not for them. You know, I, I get it. Okay, I'm, I'm not for I'm never for banning books. That's I'm never going to be for banning books. But I understand where people come from. There are certain books that I believe that are not age appropriate, right? I really believe that, you know. But we are also in the age where the internet's right in our hands, that we can look up almost anything we want, right? There's nothing stopping us. I'm not going to say all books are bad because they're not. There are books out there, and I haven't read them personally, but I've heard about them. You know, they're 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 based on certain lifestyles. You know, like LGBTQ, homosexuality, lesbianism, things like that. Um, are people free to write books like that? Oh yeah, of course. Go ahead. Write write until your heart's content. Write whatever you want. Put it out there. Right, because one day, somebody may come to us and stop us. I'm, uh, as many of you know, I'm an independent, you know, I publish my books independently, you know. And would I want somebody telling me or banning my book from being available to people? No. I should have a right to put my books out there. If people want to read them, great. Read them. Enjoy them. If people want to keep going looking somewhere else, Okay. But don't take my book away. Don't put my hard work, my hours, my weeks, my months, my years of blood, sweat, and tears into those books only to be banded, right? That, that's really what it's about, too. You know, I imagine the authors who write some of these books, yeah, yeah many of them probably have good intentions, you know? But imagine how they feel when you're, oh, your book's your book is banned. But what's more ridiculous is how society many times wants to ban classics, you know? Orwell, you know? You know, hey, people want to ban 1984. People want to ban Animal Farm, right? You know? You know, there's so many you know, books that people want to ban because of the fact that they speak of what could happen in the future. And people don't want that. People don't want us to be in the know about what people are trying to do. You know, just like, you know, I, I was, you know, you know, and I've never read it before, um, but people have read it where 
you know, like Hitler's um, autobiography, Manifesto, right? Uh, Main Kampf, probably pronouncing that wrong, but. Um, and I, I never understood, you know, because I've never read it. I, I, I get it. I never understood why people don't want people to read that. I may read it one day. You know, I want to see what he talked about, right? And I, it's not because I'm glorifying his words or who he was as a person, because he was obviously despicable in what he did. Um, but people take those lessons or those things that he's done and said and use them in history today, right? Till today, we have future government officials who want to use his tactics in today, right? And, and people want to know, right? Now, I'll admit, you know, I, I would never say well, Hitler was a great man because, no, I would never say that. He was a great speaker, though, right? He knew how to speak to people, right? Uh, and, and again, that's not an endorsement of who he is because I would never do that because he's despicable and in, in what he did and in, in, in the history, right? And, and a lot of the things that we see today are reflective of things that he did that, that are trying to be done today. And it's, it's, it's certainly possible, you know, you know, it's certainly possible, right? But I was, um, the reason I, I bring up that is because I was, um, I was listening to this, um, NPR article, right? Our NPR, um, I don't know if it was a blog or what it was. Um, it was interesting because um, an author was talking about um, disinformation, right? And actually, I was, I was going to think of getting it and because I find it interesting. Um, it was a, a book by Barbara McQuaid, Attack from Within, How Disinformation is Sabotaging America. Right. Um, and because it's true, you know, it, disinformation is causing people to rely on what they read online, what they see in the media, right? As fact, and it's not, right? It's not fact, right? It's garbage. Except, you know, the thing about many Americans today, you know, um, we fail to do our own research, right? We fail to uncover the truth ourselves because we rely too much on what's put in front of us. And I don't, I do my best not to rely on that, not to rely on, you know, what's there, because I don't know that person who's 
providing that article or that opinion or that information. I don't know what their intentions are. You know, I, I don't want to believe that people's intentions are always good. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're used to confuse us. You know? So we have to watch out. We have to protect our minds. Right? And I don't see that happening today. People are bombarded with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snap. I mean, you name it. People are glued in, right? And that's my concern about my daughter too, right? Making sure that she can decipher truth from lies, right? Oftentimes today, people want to preach it's truthful when it's a big lie and try to make it truthful. Oftentimes, you know, when people say things enough times, people start to believe that it's an actual fact and it's not it. It's still a lie. You could say it 500 times. It doesn't make a truth a lie, a lie a truth. It never will. But, you know, again, you know, people try to rewrite history. People try to um, change a word, change an idea, uh, eliminate text, eliminate things where people don't have access to it. Yeah, that's how you change history. You know, again, you look at 1984. And, um, and I always think about, I forget the characters, to be honest with you. I, I gotta, I gotta reread it again, right? Um, so it's Winston Smith, right? Um, and I was gonna, Winston Smith works in the records department of the Ministry of Truth, where his job is to rewrite historical documents so they match the constantly changing current party view. Isn't that what we try to do today, in a way, right? Isn't that what people are trying to do with, you know, what happened in, in slavery? What happened to the Native Americans? What, what happened, right? And, and, and the list goes on, right? Rewriting history so people only have, you know, what's in front of them, you know? Oh, okay, I guess this is the, the, the truth, right? That's why people want to ban books. They want to eliminate people's ability to, to, to see the truth for themselves, right? This country wants to eliminate your view to look and look for us to look ourselves in a mirror and say, hey, we did some pretty shitty things in the past, didn't we? We allowed some pretty crappy things. I, I, I can't, it's hard to grasp even what our country did to the Native Americans so many years ago and that we're still doing to them, right? Where we just, they're, they're just living off their own land. You know, you know, where, oh, you go live on your reservation. You know, and and, uh, and some would like to believe. Well, no, they 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 like living out there in their own reservation. I, I doubt it. You know, we forced them to live out there because we took their land, we stole it, 
and, and just bringing a little bit more uh, paranormal history. You know, why is that? Because it's interesting because when I watch some of the shows like Ghost Adventures, for instance, right, um, or Dead Files, right, um, and some of the lands are haunted, right, and people soon to discover, yeah, well, Native Americans were here and they, when they were kicked off their land or when they had a war over this land, they cursed the land so that whoever came here would, um, would be haunted, right? Now, I'm sorry for those people that live there, but those some of those people were freaking idiots because they're like, well, we're not going to move. This is our home. You know, and I get it. They're like, well, we put our life into this home. We put all our money in, and we don't want to move, okay? You want to deal with the spirit world, things you can't see, right? And they don't want to, right? Unfortunately. All right. Well, I know we've gotten a little bit dark in our discussion a moment ago, but let me let me play our next song here. This one is um, it's appropriately titled "Dark Thoughts," <laughs> and uh, I, you know, and I think you'll enjoy it. I, I like this song. I, it's pretty new to me, um, but but let's see what you think. many of you who know me you know I have some dark thoughts out there and I've, I've often talked about those dark thoughts right and um, many of us have them 
Many of us have them because we're, we're truly, I believe, we are going through dark times today, right? Where people feel oppressed and people feel like they don't have, they have things being taken away from them, and they they cannot allow, they're not allowed to live their life to the fullest because because of um, the things that are taking control, like the cost of living, rent, paying bills, income. Surviving, right? And it's it's frightening because I'm a part of that world, and I'm I'm going to be part of it in the sense of where I have to live in it. I'm not retired. I have many years of working age left. Um, you know, I don't know what the future will tell. What it'll look like. Who knows? I often said that that oftentimes we just cannot, we have to not care as much about the things of this world. You know, I'm not saying don't care about your life, don't take care of yourself. That's that that is a must. Take care of your mental state, your physical state, your body, your mind, of course. But don't let the things in this world bring you down. You know, I, I often say, and I believe this, do your best to stay off offline, so to speak. Stay off social media, right? But it's hard for people, right? I'm not trying to restrict you guys or tell you what you can and cannot do in this life. That's your choice, right? But find other means to express yourselves. I use blogging. I use podcasts, blogs, different ways. Where I, I don't necessarily need to go on to the web and social media for those things, right? I get enough satisfaction just doing all these things and recreating my own form of history out there for all of you out there, right? You know, it's important that I do that. Let me see this. I have a, let's see what today's devotional is. Today is third, right? I was just reading it today, but I think you'll enjoy it. Let's see here. It's called Heavenly Love. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Revelations 21.4 A toddler is playing in the yard while his mother watches from the nearby porch when the toddler stumbles and falls hard on the ground. A split second later comes the predictable wail, the anguish or pain, of pain. That signals two things, the mother running towards the child and the child running towards the mother. There is the iconic scene, the mother's love poured out like a bomb on a child's fear and confusion as they meet. It's in a way our whole life is destined for the same external journey where our lifetime of anguish meets the permanent and loving presence of God. King Solomon wrote that God has put eternity in our heart. Whether, whether we know it or not, the longing in our hearts is to find love, 
comfort and security in the presence of God. And in heaven we shall. The result of our faithful union with Christ is no more death, sorrow, crying, or pain. The final consummation of God's love is for us in heaven, the eternal dwelling place he has prepared for us. Thanks, thank him today for the joy that awaits for us in heaven. Right. And yes, God has prepared a place for us. For those who believe there's going to be mansions and beauty and, and it's paradise. Absolutely. And I believe that. I truly, truly believe that. You know. Um, but until then, until that day comes, we have to keep fighting, keep going to work, keep living our lives. You know, and that is incredibly important that we must, right? Although it's hard. I get it. Right? But it's important. My philosophy is that, yes, do I care about my job? Yeah, of course. Do I need money and want a career like most people? Do I want to have a sense of purpose in my life? Of course I do. Right? But this life is so temporary. And I think we, we forget that. Again, we, we forget as people that our life here is not guaranteed. We will all die one day, of course. Whether we die today or 100 years from now, so to speak. Hopefully I don't live that long. <laughs> you know, who wants to live 100 years, you know? Um, I certainly don't. Um, well, I'm technically, I would probably, you know, get the most I would live is, you know, what? Maybe 60 years more? Oh, geez. That's a long time. Man. Your kids, if you have kids, your kids will be old enough. I mean, you'd be in your hundreds. They'd be in their 70s. Well, well, I can't imagine that. I guess it's a blessing too, right? To have long life. But what kind of life do you, will you be living if you live a life of hardship and and agony and at that kind of age, I personally would not want to live like that, right? But anyways, I wanted to take this time to check in with all of you and let you know how I'm doing. And um, work is going well, you know. I'm going to be getting, getting projects soon where I can start working with clients um, my new book called The Menagerie Locket is going to be out March 17th. It's already available for pre-sale out there. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for it um, to be out there. I'm currently writing the follow-up to the pox, which I'm right in the middle of it. You know, I think I've written like 38,000 words so far. So it's, it's coming along. I'm, I'm putting together a book on my childhood stories, which I wrote when I was probably around 12 years old. I'm compiling those stories. I'm going to put it into a book form, you know. Um, I'm also writing a short story that could turn into a normal novel. Who knows? Um, I'm also writing, most importantly, my autobiography. I'm writing that as we speak as well, and that's in progress, that I hope to get out by next February, next year. Uh, that would be my goal. So 
I'm really, really moving along with my, my work, my writing, my blogging, podcasts, um, because this is incredibly important to me. It's important to me to have that sense of history for myself, my daughter, and my wife to have those uh, medias so that one day if they ever decide that they want to do something with it, maybe I will become world famous. Who knows? Maybe my words on the page will actually mean something to millions of fans one day. Uh, right now, it's only about 14 people so far. And whoever maybe reads my blogs, and for all of you who listen to me ramble, rant, and rave about nonsense, um, you know, at least you get an idea of who I am. So again, if you're interested, go pre-sell pre my book. It's out there on Amazon. It's probably it's on Barnes & Noble. It's called the Menagerie Locket, right? And it's, uh, it's, I, it's an incredible book, I think. So it's my first book that I wrote with uh, like a paranormal uh, theme, okay? But it's based around a circus, right? But not your average circus, mind you, right? Um, what I found interesting about the menagerie or what allowed me, caused me to really write about it is my fascination with the circus, of course, because I grew up with going to circuses, um, Circus Vargas and, um, you know, Barnum and Bailey, right, of course. Um, but I found when doing my research about the circus, um, the freaks. The freaks were incredibly interesting and in their life stories and how different they are and how many of them um, came to be, right? And just just um, how people treated them, right? I will say that many of the freaks, you know, they were well paid. You know, even, you know, going back is like the 1800s, many of them were paid as much as like $150 a week. And one of those is the bearded lady. She was paid almost $150 a week back then, okay, which is obviously a lot of money back then. Um, but there were many types, and I think I listed over 20 freaks, and I used many of them in my book. So they, their story was around them too, right? But it also involved, you know, a mystery and, you know, uh, you know, demonism and uh, mysticism like with Native Americans I I uh, included a, a character by the name of Alberto Caruth and um, when I was a child there was a man named Caruth he was a Native American indigenous person he the guy was tall he's probably over 6'2 must have been I mean to me I even though I was a child he was very tall he was uh, he's black and I and and um, which is not unusual. Um, and he always, he was very tall and he wore his cowboy boots and he, he wore his, he had his long braided hair and he had like a, you know, just like the traditional kind of dress that Native Americans wear. And he was, wore his hat, right? I kind of looked like a cowboy in a way, but he was incredibly nice. He was a family friend of my grandfather's. I'm sure he's dead by now, but you know, because when I met him as a child, I think he was probably he was much older. He was probably in his probably in his sixties or seventies, maybe. Who knows? I really don't. It's it was a long time ago, um, but I remember him. So I I um, 
I wanted him to live through my book as well. You know, and I, I, you know, I mentioned the tribe he was a part of um, back then in the book as well, right? Um, one other recent event that took place, which I'm very saddened about, is the passing of uh, Pastor Jeff Johnson of Calvary Chapel Downey, who died on February 13th, right? Um, he died of cancer. I think he was 76 years old. He was my home pastor. He was the one that, um, uh, you know, that I first got, started really going to a church um, in 2008. Gave my heart to the Lord at that time. The pastor was obviously a big part of that because of his his truth for God's word, his kindness, his respect, his love. I didn't know him personally, but I knew his story. And he was, uh, uh, you know, he, he was in the time of the, the, the Jesus Revolution of 1970s. He was, you know, he knew Pastor Chuck Smith, right? Um, and he was an incredible man, right? And I was very saddened to hear that. But obviously, he's with the Lord now. He's with Jesus. He's in paradise. And I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> you know, I'm sure he's doing well, right? All right. Well, let's thank you for kicking off another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. And I'm very thankful that you're joining me today and being here with me. And I look forward to future episodes in this year. And uh, I'm going to play us out with our our theme music for today. Right. And uh, and for all of you out there, just God's just getting started. Once you give your heart to the Lord. He is getting started in your life. So give it to him. Get to know him. Have a relationship with him. And I'm looking forward to this month with Easter. And may all of you be blessed this week, this weekend, this month, this year, with with prosperity, with love in your hearts. Um, and thank you for, for being here with me. And I'll, I'm, I'm praying for you. And hopefully you pray for me as well. God bless. Are you running around in circles with no place to go? Is there a person in the mirror you don't even know? Someone still sees who you are, yeah. Were you the kid who was a dreamer, now you don't believe? Are you the lock that got so broken, now you lost the key? Someone still loves who you are.
Clean, you tear off the chain so that you can be free. New 